0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I am Darren, of course, and today I've got a great guest. Her name is Gubba. She is a content creator, author, homesteader, and we're going to talk a little bit about everything that Gubba does. I'll be right back with Gubba. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chillin' from fire and water. Hey, y'all, it's Darren, and I want to take a second to talk to you about the high powered torches from Grill Blazer, the Grill Gun and Sous vide Gun. I was lucky enough to be a part of this project long before it was a Kickstarter, and I love them. If you're looking for something to sear your food within seconds, check out the Sous vide Gun. If you're looking for a torch to light your grill and have it up and cooking within five minutes, your lump or briquettes, check out the Grill Gun. It can also light outdoor fire pits and your fireplace within minutes. Check it out guys at the link below and get 10% off your order. Check out the grill gun and the sous vide gun by Grillblazer. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I am Dare, and I am your host and I have a really special guest here today and probably somebody you guys wouldn't think I would have on here because it's kind of a little bit outside of what I normally have because I usually talk about barbecue or cooking or sous vide or anything like that. But I have somebody on here that's a streamer, an author. She's been doing some homestead, freeze drying, prepping and A little bit of everything, and her name is Gubba, and that's what she goes by, Gubba, G-U-B-B-A, and uh, I want to introduce you to her, and Gubba, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do.
1: Well, hi, Uh, my name is Gubba. I am a streamer on Twitch TV, I stream video games, but more than that, I have like a show that I have created over the past seven years, I do YouTube, Instagram, and this past year I had the opportunity to move out to some land, so I've been doing some homesteading content, I've also authored a book, a comic book, so kind of a person of all trades.
0: Yeah, and that's what kind of drew me to you. And I, I I was telling you earlier, I stumbled on you because I purchased a freeze dryer not too long ago, and first thing I do when I do something like that is I go to YouTube and look up, you know, (laughs) uh, videos on on who's doing what and what to look for, and then I stumbled on you, and I kind of was intrigued. I said, "Well, what's this young girl doing? She's doing these prepper type videos." and and then I kind of started doing a little bit of research on you and I found out you were a streamer and that's how you kind of started out. And then you kind of branched off and you do some music and you do some books. And so you're like somebody that's just kind of, kind of like me, that kind of like dips their fingers and hands into a lot of different things. And you just kind of enjoy yourself of doing it. Um, so what got you started into streaming right off the bat? Because Nowadays, you know, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but these type of jobs or income, you know, producing uh, activities were just not um, around a few years back. So when I was growing up, when I was your age, we couldn't really do this. So I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but so what got you started into uh, thinking that you were going to do this full time?
1: So 7 years ago I discovered Twitch in the beginning of 2015 and I had always been into gaming like I've I've really related to that realm growing up going through school but it was kind of like a kind of like a shunned environment. Like you weren't cool if you played games. And then I saw this world of all these gamers like streaming and people watching them. And I thought it was so cool. So then I streamed for the first time in May 2015 and then got partnered, which is a huge thing on Twitch where you get a badge by your name and people can have emotes from your channel like three months later. And and I quit my job two months into it and I haven't looked back since.
0: So I'm not very familiar with Twitch because I'm not a video gamer. My son is, my other son, actually, my older son actually works for Epic. You know, so oh. he he does uh, some of the motion capture stuff. He just went to work with them about two years ago. But he lives up there and around Raleigh yep. because that's where they're based. But yeah, so he's been there about two years and he loves it. So what is Twitch? Because Twitch is kind of, it's it's a social media platform, kind of like, I would say like a Facebook or Instagram, but it's a little bit different. So explain to me what that is or what everybody you know would, would kind of understand what it is.
1: So Twitch TV is a streaming pat- platform where you can interact with somebody live. So you go there and there's people playing video games. And that's really what it was in 2015 was video games. But now it's branched into more. You'll find people cooking. And you'll find people outside barbecuing or swimming in the pool Um, and you can go and interact with people live. So that's what gives live streaming such an edge is that you get this real time interaction with somebody, whereas social media, they posted it. You can leave a comment, but there's not that interaction that Twitch or YouTube streaming or Facebook live or streaming gives you.
0: So Twitch is more like a hundred uh, uh, percent, Facebook live or yes. YouTube streaming live. Okay. Yes. So no. now, now how do you monetize something like that? Because you, with YouTube, it takes you a while usually to get monetized and Facebook, it's pretty much impossible unless you come with a whole bunch of people already. And, you know, a following it's really hard to get monetized on Facebook. So how easy was it for you to get monetized on Twitch?
1: You know, it's not easy. I've always had an amazing community that has come and hung out with me and we've built this environment in our community that has been so like wholesome. Like I really look at these people as like my friends, my family, and you're right. It is difficult. It's completely difficult to make it in a realm like Twitch or social media or YouTube, as you're saying. And I got partnered on Twitch a few months after I started streaming and that allowed people to subscribe to my channel. You can subscribe on YouTube where it's free but you subscribe on Twitch for $4.99 a month and you get emotes on this person's channel. So they're like these little pictures that you can put in chat that are exclusive. You can get support through people directly tipping to you. Like they love your content. They want to support you more. And then later on down the road, as you build a brand, you can also get sponsorships. So those are some of the ways that you can monetize, but it is really cutthroat.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) and that's one of the things I noticed about you. You're, kind of like a a little different than most girls your age or women your age, where you're not doing makeup videos. You're not doing crazy. I'm eating hot Cheetos type of challenges or, you know, see what I, you know, I'm going to you know jump off this thing and see if I break my, you know, just kind of the stuff that you see, like the jackass type videos that, Uh that people tend to try to do to try just to get the views, just to get views and just to get people to follow them. So what made you decide that this is how you were going to be? You weren't going to be vulgar. You weren't going to be overly sexual. You were just going to kind of just be who you are.
1: Exactly that. Like, this is, this is who I am. It's not me to go out and share my body. And I completely, if people want to, like that's for them, but it's, it's not me. And so it's so important to me to stay true to myself and my values and carry that into streaming and I have done like a hot jelly bean challenge but that's like fun with my community, <laughs> right? Um but when I think of that sex sells, right? We know that in social media and that's just not something that I've found interesting for myself and I know that I could monetize that if I ever went that route but I never will because that's not who I am.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's a good thing. It's very like I said it's very um odd to see somebody like you doing that and being successful because usually, you know, they get ridiculed or made fun of, and, Oh, you know, this is what we want. And I I think I've, I've watched some of your streams just doing some research where you've had people tell you some of the nasty things people have asked for. (laughs) And, you know, I can imagine it's just, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty bad even for just me being an old, you know, fat white guy. (laughs) you know, some of the comments on my YouTube videos, but I can imagine, you know, being a a young girl, (laughs) some of the stuff that you get that you just go, I can't believe these people live out there.
1: Yeah, no, I actually had that today in a more minor sense on one of my homestead videos. I posted it today. It was a kitchen tour and I'm like showing around my kitchen what I I watched it. (laughs) Yeah. And somebody commented and they were like, you are a disgrace to Jesus Christ. Like you're going to a surprise for judgment day. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what is going on here? So I look and this person was so pressed that I say, Oh my gosh, they were so pressed. And I was just like, what is this is like a Homestead channel. This is like the nicest content you can get. And there's still people on Homestead who are getting upset in my content, you know, usually like, for the
0: other extreme for yeah, the other
1: extreme. <laughs> <laughs> the other extreme, I can not believe it. Usually like the gaming trolls are much more vicious. This was like, wait, this is so far out of left field. <laughs> I just had to laugh.
0: Yeah. So I guess you can't win for losing, right? You know? No,
1: yeah, you definitely can't.
0: <laughs> no matter who you try, you can't please everybody. And that's one of the things I, when I first got into this, I didn't go into it to please everybody. I went into it you know, for myself and to help people, you know, and if people, you know, want help, which I have, I got people all the time that say, thank you. And you're helping me out. And I'm sure you do too. You know, Hey, I've learned something from you. Then every once in a while, you get some idiot that's just like, well, you did that totally wrong. You don't know what you're doing. And it's like, dude, I've been doing, I've been working in, you know, in with food for over 30 years. So I know what I'm doing, but you know, you're always going to get those type of people, no matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody there's people out there that are just going to troll you because that's what they, that's how they spend their day. Just commenting on YouTube videos or going on Facebook and trying to, you know, ridicule somebody because it makes them feel better.
1: (laughs) No, that is so true. And I've realized that over seven years of live streaming almost every day that people, you know, aren't going to like you no matter what you do. So you just like brush it, you just brush it off.
0: Yeah. Well, you're going to attract the people that are going to follow you and they're like you and the ones that pop in and say nasty stuff, they're not going to be there anyway. So I, I got to a point where, you know, I have friends of mine that are big YouTubers and they're like, no, I I always leave all the comments on there, you know, just so it's like, you know, I don't want to, because I don't want people come on on there and let me, you know, seeing that I'm taking this stuff because these people are there just to do that. They're just there to post a nasty comment. So everybody will see it. So I'm not going to let them have the privilege Of going to my people and going, you know, hey, look at this, you know, yeah, just so I, I I just go ahead and I delete them anymore. So I don't care about the algorithm, (laughs) you you know. So uh, people, I think, get hung up, especially on YouTube, about you know what, what my uh, thumbnail has to look like and what my keywords are and what the you know this and all that and you know what's the trend everybody doing especially on the cooking and barbecue side you know if somebody starts doing this one cooking this one thing everybody starts doing it you know so oh <laughs> uh, and it's like i don't want to be that guy that's you know well you saw 400 other videos of somebody making this so i'm going to do 401 you know uh you know maybe i'll do it you know a year and a half down the road when it's when it's done but so and that's the kind of stuff i like from you because there's nobody else out there doing some of the stuff that you're doing so
1: yeah. And I like how you said there's like trends in the barbecue world and I'm so disconnected from that. That's like not my realm. So to picture that there's trends going on, just like there is in gaming or homesteading.
0: Yeah, There's trends in everything where all of a sudden yeah. people will jump on that, you know, horse and ride it till it's dead. And it's like, And I see friends of mine doing the same thing and it's like, really, you know, can't you come up with something original of your own and be original, you know, and if you think it's cool and you want to do it, maybe put your own twist on it, but don't make the same exact thing that the same, the other guy did, you know, two days ago and try to, you know, take credit for it yourself or whatever, but I don't know, that's just me. So talking about. I want to get into the age of influencers because like i kind of hinted on before um you know 10 years ago you really couldn't do this kind of thing and make money from it and it seems to be more and more that everybody wants to <laughs> not everybody should <laughs> and there's a lot of people that jump on and think they're going to be you know famous right away but then there's somebody like you who you know literally attracts people no matter what you do whether you're doing your homesteading whether you're doing your you know gaming stuff You're attracting different people, but they have similar values or similar Mm -hmm. mindset, but they might be looking at a different, you know, thing like with homesteading. I'm sure you probably have some of your gamer guys come over, but not a lot of them, but in your, you know, like me, I like your homesteading stuff, but I could really care about watching you play Fortnite.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I get that. And I actually have had some people come from homestead to be a part of the stream. And for me to see it go like full circle, has been really neat, but I understand that they are two completely different niches. And so I try to keep them separate. Like on my stream, I'm not sitting talking about a ton of homestead stuff or prepping or DIY a, a little bit. If somebody asks me like how my cow is doing and then same with homestead, I'm not on there giving any fortnight tricks as I'm doing a tour of my homestead kitchen.
0: Right. <laughs> so talking about that. So what would you be doing if you weren't an influencer? What you? uh, uh, Did you go to school for something? I mean, did you have plans when you were in high school that you were going to be a ballet dancer or something like that, or?
1: Yeah, so I was going to be a pharmacist. I actually went to pharmacy school for a year while I streamed, and then I was going to go off to law school because I wasn't happy with pharmacy, wasn't happy with what I was doing. I always wanted to do something in the medical field, but then I got to it and I was just like, ugh. So then I was like, okay, I'm doing streaming. I had already quit my job and did stream full time and then took a year to stream and then kind of went back to school because everyone says you need to have a fallback. But I sat and thought one day and I was like, if I constantly have a fallback, then I'm never giving streaming my full attention. So that's when I said, okay, I'm done with school. I didn't even like it anyways. And I just went full into streaming 2017, 2018 with no distractions of school. And I seriously have never looked back.
0: Now, what did your parents think of that?
1: (laughs) Oh, my parents, they were so supportive when I started streaming. They thought it was so cool. They're always supportive of everything that I do. And my dad is such a creative person. He's always the one who's encouraged me to write when I was younger, cartoons and really just focus on that creative aspect of myself. So when I started streaming and doing like an entrepreneurial thing, he, they were all for it, which yeah. I feel like isn't common. If you, I've had people in my family react like, Oh, you just play video games, especially at the, at the beginning. But now I look at it and it was the best experience. It still is. And I would totally encourage my kids. If I ever have kids down the line to do something that they have a passion for instead of just feel like they have to go to school.
0: Well, and just, uh, you know, watching some of your stuff, you know, you've created little characters. You're more of an entertainer. You're not just, somebody's just sitting there watching you play a video game, which my son used to watch that, you know, on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, why are you watching somebody play a video game? <laughs> I don't understand it. And it's like, well, it's not just that, you know, you know, it's, it's like, what are you trying to get their cheat codes or uh, trying to get to the next level? But he's like, no, they're entertaining. And the, like you, you know, you have your little characters and, you know, people that are following along, they may be even playing the game at the same time as you and and you, you know, they're able to chat with you and, And uh, talk about the same parts of the game or what have you. So you got a lot of stuff in common, but you also have that entertainment part where, you know, you're doing these little characters or what have you as well. So it's more like you said, your creative part. It's not just sitting there playing video games. That's for sure.
1: No, because anybody could just sit there and play video games. And honestly, it's kind of, I can sit and play video games. I enjoy video games, but man, sitting and playing Fortnite all day or whatever game all day, I don't get such a kick out of it. I get a kick out of like bringing on my librarian character, Gub librarian, bringing her on and throwing people in jail or going and dancing and doing little parties on my stream. That's what I get the entertainment out of. And for watching games, it is kind of a hard thing to grasp of like, why would people watch video games? But I compare it to why people watch sports, right? Like it's entertaining to watch people go play football. I don't find that super entertaining, but a lot of people enjoy watching people play video games, including myself.
0: (laughs) So if you weren't able to be a creator or do this, what do you think? Would you think you would have finally went and finished up with uh, your law degree or anything like that? Or no,
1: if I hadn't really tapped into my entrepreneurial side, I probably would have stuck with school. But now that I'm seven years into this, if I couldn't stream for whatever reason or post homestead content, I would figure out some other business that I could go do either locally or on the internet that I could just never go back to school or do something like that. Cause it's just not me. Yeah.
0: It's once you get the, the entrepreneurial bug, you know, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to, and I've done it all my life. I've worked in banking all my life. I worked in restaurants before that. And it's really easy to, you know, put it on the back burner because fortunately you don't have, you know, a family that you have to raise, you know, you don't have kids or, you know, all that. So you just have your, your, uh, your chickens and dogs and cows right now. But you know, when you're starting out and you have a family and all that, you really, unless you have money in the bank or somebody behind you, that's, that's helping you out. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. I don't think, I ever lost it. That's why I kind of started doing this, um, you know, on the side and I'm setting it up to where, you know, when I can retire and not have to do a nine to five job, I can do this and not have to go stand at Walmart and be a greeter or something. You know, I can have this to where it's replacing my main income. But I think once you get that entrepreneurial spirit, you don't want it to go away. You, you want to work for yourself. You want to build things. You want to create you know, your own income and not have somebody holding something over your head all the time.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of that too, is like finding your passion, right? Like you said, you've been interested in this. And then I think it's so smart that you're setting it up for after you retire. So you can have something that you're passionate in and hopefully it's been building. Oh yeah. Retirement. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It does. build. It's built, you know, I've been doing it almost five years now. And, you know, I've done a little bit like you, I, I wrote a book, a cookbook, you know, put it up on Amazon. I've done a YouTube channel. I've got the podcast. I've got like five or six Facebook groups. So they're for different, you know, uh, topics and all that. Um, you know, I got starting to sell some stuff on the website. I'm creating my own rubs and, uh, seasoning blends now. So, you know, you, it gives me the ability that my main job gives me the ability to get my fingers into this, and then I'm generating enough income with that to pay for some of that other stuff. So <laughs> I don't have to take the money out of that I'm making from my regular job and stick it into this stuff. You know, it's just slowly self-sufficient or it's actually making more than what I'm spending. So,
1: yeah. And I think like with the entrepreneurial spirit, it isn't something that a lot of people think you can just jump in and start making a ton of money and everything's going to be success. But I experienced that, especially my first year of streaming, like, man, it was completely cutthroat. There were some days where I didn't sleep. I was going all day. I was streaming like eight to 10 hours a day, like taking one day off, go, 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 go. Like you really, really have to work for it to find success. But I feel like nowadays I've seen this movement of like, well... You know, people need to not spend so much time in doing that because they're going to hurt themselves. And I see that, but there's also like a sacrifice when you want to have success.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see it too. I've, you know, when I started out, you know, you think you have to put out a, a video every couple of days, mm-hmm. but then again, then you figure out people are getting sick of me, you know, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to see me every other day. You know, they'll come back, you know, once a week or every, you know, it's like with the podcast, I was doing them like every week. Not only did it burn me out because I'm working a full-time job. I'm doing the YouTube videos and trying to follow my Facebook you know, groups, but people just get sick of hearing you and they just stop listening for a while. And then they'll come back every once in a while. So why, why, you know, bang your head against the wall. Um, I've seen people on YouTube. They'll try to put a video out every couple of days and thinking that's going to gain, them. Out, Yeah, but people, they burn out and the people, you know, who tried to subscribe to them, get burned out. They're like, just, they stop watching them, you know, (laughs) because you run out of content, you run it, you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're not putting, you know, your time and energy into the, the content you're doing. You're just doing it to chug out videos. And, you know, that can burn you out as well. So let's talk about a little bit like that. Let's talk about pivoting into different things because you've done that. I've kind of done that. We already talked a little bit about, so you started out streaming the video games. Then what drove you to write your books?
1: I have always enjoyed writing. So I wrote when I was little, my dad did a lot of writing and I just thought it'd be so fun to have another way to connect with my audience to tell some of my story and talk about stream. And it was such a hit Everybody loved reading about the different elements of stream. And I was able to have like an event on stream where I had like a library and a book signing and people were spinning my wheels. So it was more of a way to connect with my audience and another creative outlet for writing my book.
0: I'm going to go ahead and share your website so people can see your website there. So this is your main website, gubbatv.com. And so you got everything up on here at the top. So everything gubba. (laughs) So streaming is your first one, because that's what got you going and then books. So you actually don't, you didn't just write your own book about, you know, your memoir, but you also have a graphic novel series. Mm -hmm. How did you get started writing that?
1: Well, uh, another creative outlet was cartooning, and I have my character, Frankie Ravens, their gub librarian, and I just had this vision of creating a graphic novel of her because she has such a cool story, and so I just went ahead and did it.
0: And how has that gone? I mean, is that something you just self-published? Do you have a publisher, or do you, I mean, is that something that's a continuation, or, or what yeah. is it?
1: So it is a continuation. I'm self-published. And I publish the books and then it's another way to interact with my audience. And we have this big event on stream. And I look at these outlets as literally ways to interact with my audience, not just like blindly putting out a product. So I have my audience in mind every time I'm putting something out. So these comic books are a story for people to become more entwined with stream and gov librarian story on my stream. And then have a really good time when we do a comic launch.
0: So now you're Um, doing your second memoir already and you can't be that old enough to to, to have two memoirs you're what you're not even 30 yet so you can't you can't even have that many memoirs what are you gonna do when you're 60 you're gonna have like 12 memoirs
1: oh I will got some interesting stories to share you know
0: well I guess every time you 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 change and I kind of was kind of getting into this um uh in in the outline I sent you is that are you going to have more because this is more of like about your twitch i guess um your, your second memoir are you going to have a separate one about you know getting into homesteading and, and all that is the, are, are these things you're doing you just because you're like me when i did my cookbook it all just kind of flowed out of me because i've been doing it for four or five years and i was really into it so it really wasn't that hard for me to write the book so is that how you kind of approach it
1: Yeah, that's how I approach it, and for homesteading, right now at the moment, I'm unsure if I will do a book regarding that, but I don't rule anything out because I never know what idea will come to me late at night or whenever, and right now, streaming is, I have these two main things, I have streaming, homesteading, so I will continue on both sides, and I'm not really going to rule anything out for, like, what I'm going to do for either,
0: (laughs) Well, that's good to know that, that, that but you're still open and you're still, um, uh, you know, creating so in, in both categories. So also you do music. <laughs> so, so what got you into the music? I guess that's kind of part of the streaming and the video gaming, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of make your own bumpers while you're playing and all that.
1: Yeah. So there's multiple things that went into the music part is I had a character on my stream called Gubba Swift and people would tip. And then I would sing songs. Another amazing way that I engaged with my audience. We had so much fun. And then I had an amazing producer still do. And I was like, man, I want to write some songs. So then we started writing some songs and then I made some video game songs. So the kid is dog and press play. They're related to Fortnite. So those were really such a hit within that audience. And then the songs that social girl, we got social machine and there's other songs in there called immunity. Those go with my comic books. So I have a song that goes with each comic book that sings about the story. So kind of a way to interact and intertwine all of my content.
0: Very, very interesting. Then let's get into the recipes. So I guess this is part of your homesteading. Now, did you start doing recipes before you started the homesteading? or Because yes. I understand, you actually were one of the first ones that start doing cooking videos or streams on Twitch, right?
1: Yes. So I started doing recipes, like posting them on the Gubba TV website last year, or maybe it was two years ago. I'm trying to remember. But then... You know, gaming and recipes, those don't really go well. And then I moved out to my homestead, so then it was easy for me to separate the niches. So, yes, all my recipes, gardening, everything homesteading is with Gubba Homestead.
0: Now, I I think I read somewhere that you did some cooking uh, streams. So. Yes. And you said that was really what kind of propelled you or got you really popular on Twitch.
1: Yeah. So, 2016, when Twitch was, like, Strictly gaming. If I wasn't in a game, I had so many haters saying, you know, I'm just a girl, I'm not even gaming. And then cooking kind of became a thing. And so I started cooking and I was one of the first people to start cooking on stream. And yeah, that helped propel me because it was something that nobody else was doing at the time. And it was really, really cool experience.
0: How did you get started in cooking? Was it something that your mom kind of got you into, or you would just always been? you know, interested in eating. and
1: <laughs> Definitely interested in eating, but it was more my dad growing up. He was the one cooking the meals. He would have me come and cook with him. So, I like him
0: already because that's the way I yeah. am. I cook, I cook yeah. all the meals for our family. So
1: yeah, he was. And I still love going there. My mom makes the Thanksgiving dinner. So that's her thing. Thanksgiving and Christmas, but the rest of the time my dad's cooking. And so that's what inspired me for learning how to cook.
0: Well, that's great. All right. So now let's go um well we're back into Gubba Homestead. So what made you go into the homestead or to prepping, you know, give give us an idea of what happened that made you say, "All right, I'm going to buy a farmhouse and try to be self-sufficient with everything."
1: Well, 2020 with the pandemic and a little bit before that, I started building up a food storage a little bit. But then when 2020 hit and all the weirdness and you had the grocery stores that were filled with people and the shelves were barren. That's when I was like, all right, I can't live like the
0: toilet this. paper. Shortage. The toilet yeah.
1: paper, Yeah. The toilet paper. And um, so that was when I was like, I want to be self-sufficient. My ancestors did it. They had gardens. They had all this knowledge. I want to do this. I never want to go to the grocery store again and be watching people fight over toilet paper or whatever is on the shelf. Like, I just don't want to be a part of that. I want to take myself out of that and learn how to do that.
0: Well, that's, like I said, my, my wife went through the same thing. I mean, we still probably have, you know, five big packs of Costco, uh, Yep, toilet paper and paper towels in in our closet, you know, because she she'll still go every time she goes to Costco, whether we need it or not, she gets a whole big thing of toilet paper and paper towels. So I've got, you know, that's kind of what's not, you know, I that's why she wasn't complaining when I bought the freeze dryer. So, but you know, we've got our own stockpile going, not quite as extensive as you though. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I show my wife your videos, and she's like, she's just one person. Like she could feed her whole neighborhood for probably months because of the stuff you have in your, in your, uh, you know, food store. So,
1: yeah, I could you know, honestly, that's part of why I have such an extensive prep family. Right. But also my neighbors, I love who I live around, but it's cool because all my neighbors are actually preppers and they're like prep to the nines. But yeah, food storage is extremely important. I just never, never want to be at the waves and the mercy of what's going on in the world to be able to eat.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that, um, I guess the, the the farm you bought was kind of like in somewhat of a disrepair when you got it. So you had to do some work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's still in disrepair, but I have to remind myself that it's I'm coming up on my first year being here. I've done a lot to get it together. There was so much garbage and just stuff everywhere. When I moved out here, like it needed a full clean out. And I had just mounds, mounds of stuff that I had been cleaning out for months. It took five dump trucks to get like all the stuff off. There's still a lot of stuff that needs to be prepared or repaired, but I didn't expect to ever be ever to be able to get a piece of property that didn't need some work. Because I mean, the housing market is insane. So I was not expecting a pristine piece of property. And it's nice because then I can build it in what I want it to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and like you said, it also gives you content.
1: Yeah, it gives (laughs) me so much content.
0: Yeah. I mean, just watching you fix stuff and build your chicken coop and, you know, especially for the first time when you're out there doing it, you know, even though you've, I know you've studied up on a lot of the stuff. You know, watching a video or reading a book about it, it's not the same as actually doing a lot of that stuff. So, you know, watching you milk the cow for the first time or, you know, you know, chasing your chickens around and trying to figure out how they interact and all that. It's, uh, you know, just kind of fascinating. So,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it has truly been like a huge learning curve. And irrigation was a learning curve. And just seeing the land throughout the whole year was a huge learning curve. And I've learned to journal things each day and take lots of pictures so that I can look back and reference. So just been one giant learning curve. So
0: when you started your, your prepping and all that, did you do just jump yourself right into it? Or did you start slowly or how, how did you start with that?
1: Um, I started usually how most people, I would say, start by stocking up on the essentials of like canned beans or bags of rice and definitely the cans. That's where my prepping really started and then getting things like matches and flashlights. So it's been a slow build. And then eventually, once I kind of had my pantry filled, then I started looking at long term food storage which I do with like number 10 cans and Mylar bags and that sort of thing.
0: Freeze drying and all yep. the canning. and freeze
1: drying, and- canning. Yes, love both of those. And those were also a learning curve. But now that I got them and have been doing them, easy.
0: Yeah. And it's always good because not everybody, we're not born knowing this stuff. And once we learn it and we learn it and then we get proficient at it, we can show somebody else how to do it because – yeah. Next time, you know, somebody's going to be looking up your YouTube video on how to do food prep, or you know, or you know, freeze drying, or like I said, like I stumbled on you. You know, how when you got your freeze dryer, it's like, wow, great. You know, so um, that's one of the first things I do. I go to YouTube. You know, even if it's not the best quality video. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, know? me too.
0: You know, because there's a lot of people out there that they just want to post up the information. So people have it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's just pretty much anything you want to learn. You can find it on YouTube. The yes, most obscure ahead. stuff. I'll just go there and it'll pop up. Somebody. Somebody. You know, oh, somebody had this particular problem with this particular, you know, yeah. <laughs> product <laughs> yeah. and they had the same exact problem I have, and they figured out how to do it and they posted a quick little YouTube video on it. So that's one of the things that I really like about some of the stuff that we do. So um, we kind of talked about your books already. So what's what's next for you? Are you gonna just keep working on keep the streaming going and then keep building the homestead. I mean, cause right now, I think you've been doing the homesteading for what a year you said, mm-hmm. so it's, it's right at almost 8,000 subscribers. And I know it's probably since I've been doing this, I just hit 10,000 subscribers, it doesn't really grow right, really fast, right away. It kind of slowly, so then it starts to snowball. So the more you get usually once you hit over 10,000, it'll start to kind of grow a little bit more and a little bit more. YouTube will start showing your videos more and getting you out there. So do you plan on just continuing to keep the homestead going and then keeping the streaming going and maybe doing some other stuff as well? Or
1: Yes. So I'm definitely going to keep the homestead going because it's where I live and it's just so nice to have content. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for
0: easy content because yes. it's stuff you're learning and you're you know people are watching it so
1: yeah i'm learning i can just go out there film a video with my chickens upload to tiktok but also streaming i have great internet and then i want to continue to evolve my content there come out with products so that is always always continuously evolving like it has been over the seven past seven years like that's my bread and butter and the homestead is like a hobby. It's just an extra side of my life that these people that I have created a community with get to involve themselves with. And then it also helps build my community.
0: Do you ever see that where they both become too big that you have to kind of choose or pick or choose from one of them or?
1: You know, no, I'm pretty good at managing my time between the two. Cause I know when I have to go get farm stuff done and when I can go and film that. And I know when I have to do my stream stuff. So I, it's pretty night and day for me. It's good.
0: What about when little gubba's come?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. That may be a ways off just because, you know, I really love my free time yeah. and um. I just have so much stuff I want to do. And yes, I can do with kids, but I haven't really felt that pull yet. And I'm okay with that.
0: Well, you're, you're fun with just gubba being gubba, huh?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I I've thought about that. Like if I did have kids down the line, because I wouldn't want them on social media at all. So that would be something that I would Mm -hmm. have to dance around. And I don't know if I'm just there at that point yet.
0: Well, maybe you have enough money put aside where you don't have to worry about work anymore, right?
1: <laughs> I, but the thing is, I would be so sad if I couldn't stream anymore. Like I genuinely have like part of me that is part of my community online. I don't know how to explain it, that I would be sad if I couldn't like come on and interact. Well, with it's
0: anymore. like your family, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I there's no way I couldn't just like not work. I would be I'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, great. What else is uh, what else you got going on that you want to talk about that we haven't touched on yet? What haven't I asked you that you were that you normally get asked or that you want to talk about?
1: Well, actually, I have a question for you. Was my freeze dryer good? My freeze dryer video good that you watched?
0: Yeah, it was good enough to make me, you know, dig more into into you because I think I got the information I was looking for. But then, like I said, your personality and just you know, seeing this young girl doing this, you know, prepping and homesteading just kind of like so I gotta dig, I gotta, I gotta find out more. And I think that's what a lot of people do when they find you. They go, Who is this girl? And yeah. you know, and you're you're nice, you're not like I said, you're not like the normal stuff, you're not, you know, showing off your you know, cleavage or tattoos or you know, yeah. trying to do stupid stuff. You're actually you know, it's watching you learn stuff and discover stuff. And I think that's pretty interesting, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And it's, so you'd be like the type of audience that would come and watch, like we talked about earlier, cause there's also a type of audience for the tattoos and the cleavage. Right. So right. I want to you know.
0: see what Gubba's doing today. You know, yeah. what, you know, what's going on with her cow? Like, you know, uh, you know, you post up uh, the chicken problem. What kind of problems is she having with her chickens? You know? Oh
1: yeah. The drama.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I'm sure there's, there's all kinds of content out there that, you know, people like, and like I said, I don't particularly care for the, you know, getting on the bandwagon and stuff. So, um, you know, but there's a lot of people that do, they want to watch every, you know, beer can chicken video that's out there. Yeah. You know, if there's 400 of them posted in a week, because that's, what's the, you know, the thing of the week, you know, there's people that'll watch every single one of them, <laughs> but, you know, so there's all kinds of content for everybody. And I think you diversifying into different things, you know, and all of them are entertaining. So you're entertaining your, your gamer people over there, you're picking up a new and different kind of, you know, uh, fan over at the homestead thing. I think there's room for all of it. So, um, definitely, uh, I think you're doing pretty well for somebody to <laughs> uh, be able to support yourself by doing this and having fun doing it. So,
1: yeah, thank you. I feel very blessed and grateful every day. And I think I mentioned that in my first farm video when I moved out here, that I just feel so incredibly grateful for what I get to do. And that doesn't change ever day to day.
0: And you know, it also, to me, it says you don't have to have the, the most fancy equipment, the most, you know, professionally edited videos. And cause there's a lot of people out there. That's what they think. Like I said, there's a lot of these YouTube genius gurus out there. You know, you gotta make sure your thumbnail, you're going you know pointing at it and and you see because you can see all the you know thumbnails because if somebody the guy that watched all these people watch this one guy because they're all pointing at something with the picture of it over here and they're going you know
1: (laughs) know
0: and that's you know but that's just never been me but there's a little bit of everything for everybody out there so but uh
1: Yeah. And it boils down to that content and people can tell if you're interested in what you do. Like, I know that for a fact, they can tell, um, if you're having fun, what you're doing, if you love what you're doing. So if you get on there with just the intent of, Oh, I want to make a ton of money and I want to be the biggest YouTuber. I genuinely don't think that you will find success because people aren't going to be able to tap into like your essence, I would say of who you are. Well,
0: and also there's people that, they they go on, they don't really know what they're talking about, but they try to make out like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, like with you watching you do the freeze-dryer stuff, or you know, even with your animals, you're not out there like, I'm a cow milking expert and I'm gonna show you how to milk a cow. You're like, Well, guys, I'm gonna try to milk this cow, and you're gonna watch me, <laughs> you're gonna watch me either mess up or do it right. And if I learn how to do it right, you'll probably learn something so. And those are the, that's what attracted me, I think, to you is that you weren't, hello, I'm, you know, the freeze drying expert. And I'm going to show you how to, you know, do everything the way you should be. And if you don't do it my way, you're an idiot. So those
1: you know. videos will be later down the line because I've tried <laughs> yeah. more. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I get this freeze drying thing. I know how to operate it, change the oil. So
0: <laughs> that's right. So but that's about it. I want to, I want to thank you for being on. And I really, uh, like I said, I appreciate it. And I'm going to make sure that the uh, links to your websites are in in the description below, but also check out gubbatv.com. That'll bring you to everything she's doing. um, Everything on YouTube, the the homestead, the Twitch, the streaming, the books, music, all that. I really appreciate you being on, Gubba. If there's anything else you want to talk about, let me know.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for the invite. This was really fun. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you being on. I'll let you get back to your parents. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks. See ya.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, guys. I want to thank Gubba once again for being on. Make sure you check out GubbaTV.com for everything about Gubba. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure you check out the Fire & Water cooking website. We have a new up-and-running Fire & Water cooking store where we sell our own branded seasonings and rug coming up. Check it out, fireandwatercooking.com. I'll see you again on the next Fire and Water Cooking Podcast.